Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coming up on In-Flight Snack, it's Monday night football at MetLife Stadium. Another primetime game for the Jets. This time, they are playing for the division in the AFC East. The Dolphins lost. The Patriots lost. The Bills lost. It's a huge game for the Jets against the Chargers. They have a huge opportunity in this game. And let's hope they don't squander it. Bilal and I broke it all down. We gave you X-Factors, keys to victory, what we thought our final score predictions were going to be, and a whole lot more coming up next on In-Flight Snack. Don't go anywhere. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to bet online today and remember to use the code believe that's B L E A V for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code believe for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. The snap clean, the placement down, the kick is up, and the kick hooks to the left, but it's gone! Inside the left upright for Zerline, and the Jets win it in overtime, and honestly, I'm not sure how! It's a toss with Powell, he's got the angle, he's got blockers, Powell working the sidelines! Goes all the way. Touchdown, Jets. Yo, it's Quinn Williams here, and you listen to In Flight Snack on the Believe Podcast Network. Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Welcome back to In Flight Snack, a New York Jets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Rami Lavit. That is Bilal Powell. And it's a Monday. It's not a victory Monday, but it feels like a victory Monday. Down go the Pats. Down go the Dolphins. Down go the Bills. The Bills have stunk. The Jets destroyed them. They lost to the Patriots. They almost lost to the freaking Giants, right? And then, of course, they lose again to the Cincinnati Bengals. They can't beat that team. They can't seem to beat that team. Miami hasn't beaten a single good team yet. There's no one good that they've beaten. And the Patriots have completely plummeted. They're now two and seven, and they're probably playing for a first overall pick. Who knows? The New York Jets are now second place. They're tied for first place in the loss column in the AFC East. And this is what you've been telling me. This is not a wild card race anymore. The New York Jets are playing for the division and they're doing it tonight on Monday Night Football. They are playing for the division. If they win tonight, their sole possession of second place in the division, they have full control going into divisional plays is what you kept saying. Just get right going into divisional play. It's here and the opportunity is right in front of them. Good morning, Bilal. How you doing? 
I'm doing well, Rami. I'm doing well, and I'm excited for those three losses. It puts us in a great position, second in the division, going into a Chargers game where they're struggling. And then we have an opportunity to go play the Raiders. They don't have it all together over there. And we saw the drama that's going on over there. What I tell you, though, about the first game after a, after firing the head coach, though, right? They won. They, yeah, but they dominated. I, just, I still think, I don't you know, that's, it to that's hold that. up. Yeah, but I don't think it holds up. You know what I mean? Like, I, yep. I think we have an opportunity to go in there and beat them. I mean, they're they're a decent team. They're a solid team. The Raiders are a solid team. Um, yeah. But those three losses put us in a good position. And honestly, you have to take advantage of this opportunity. As You know, the New York Jets are still finding ways to put it together. Uh, obviously, we, we talked about how the offense needs to continue to get better. We understand that. But... They're in a good position. They're in a position that I don't think anyone thought they would be in, second in the division, but an opportunity to, now you say, play for a divisional, uh, to lead the division. And honestly, I'm not I'm not impressed by the Dolphins. You know, I'm not impressed by the Bills. I think we have an opportunity to sweep the Bills. And then later on this season, if we continue to play to where we're playing, I think we, we split it one-on-one -one with the Patriots. Dolphins... The only thing that I can say if we can't stay healthy at receiver is how we match up with their defensive backs, Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. Like, that's going to be the only thing that will probably stop us going into Miami, man. But another win tonight, hopefully, is a good win. And what I mean by a good win is not an ugly win. We're going to celebrate it tomorrow and say that was an ugly win. I want to see a good win tonight by the New York Jets. Yeah, you finally need to have a game where it feels like they did something that you can be proud of, right? How many times do you have these games where afterwards you're like, oh, yeah, they won, but come on, like the Philly game, right? There's the, like, we talked about this so many times, the Giant game, obviously. The game you feel best about was the game they lost, which was the Kansas City game, right? So there's so many times this year where it feels like, oh, just, just do something good, do something positive, and you need to see that tonight. You're right, because... Now it's not a matter of hit if or hoping or the conference or anything like that. It's a matter of this division is right in front of you and everything has to go out the window. This defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense and everything you thought of to stay afloat, whatever you're trying to do out the window now is attack mode. Now this team has to go into a different kind of mode where it's like, hey, we're one of the best teams in this division. We can win this division. This AFC East is not the juggernaut that we're so used to it being for 25 years when Tom Brady was ruling the division. It's not the same anymore. So now go take advantage of that. You're waiting for this. All the Jets talked about for 20 years was how we're waiting for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick to be gone. And then we can Someone else is going to take reign over the division. Well, now is that opportunity, and no one's taking the reins on the division. Go get it. Go get it, obviously. And, you know, I'm I'm curious to know how Robert Sala is preparing the team for this 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 is a, this scenario. I mean, they're in a good position right now. Like, how do you talk about it, you know, uh, without overwhelming your team or putting too much pressure on your team and having Zach Wilson? Let's be honest. Like, do we want to put that much pressure on him? Do we, do we not treat every game the same and not say, hey, this game is big and, and get him anxious and force him to go be something that we do not want to see again. We want to continue to prepare to get this man going in the right direction. So as a head coach, I'm just sitting here curious. What are the meetings like? What Like, what, what are the players saying? Like, what is the organization saying? Like, what is the energy in the building? Knowing that you're now 
second in the division. Now, before the season, it was Super Bowl contending, right? Then we had this, we had the injury, and then it was, oh no. And now we're back to that, oh wait. And as players, like how and what are the conversations like and just seeing the injuries happen, but still winning, offense not clicking, but still winning, like the defense living on turnovers. You're almost expecting the defense to get two or three turnovers and the special teams to play big. So I'm just curious to know as a player, as a coach, I just want to, I just want to hear the conversations going on. What, what's, what's being said in those team meetings, man, right now, just not to put too much pressure on, on the Zach Wilson. And you can call him a young quarterback. He's a young quarterback. Like he, yeah. he came in third year, uh, you know, really no experience. He, he doesn't have in the full, he doesn't have a full season experience. Like, let's be honest. Like, to me, I just I just want to hear those conversations uh, coming from Ron Sala, man. Like, what is it like? What is Nathaniel Hackett telling Zach Wilson? You know what I mean? What is yeah. what is what is what is what is the defensive coordinator saying? What is he saying to the guys? What are the defensive leaders, offensive leaders? What are the leaders on the team saying to each other? Like, that's the conversation that I would like to know. You know what I mean? But that's what we talked about last week. Like, at some point, you have to put pressure on this team and on the young quarterback also. Like, at some points, like this is the situation. Be ready for it. Take pride in it. Be, you know, you should come hungry for that. Like, when was the last time this team was in a situation like this where it's November and you're fighting for a spot in the division? Albeit the division has been worse this year than in past years, but still you're right there. You're four and three and you have a real opportunity. When was the last time the team could say that, right? So that's a huge opportunity. And so they should be going into this game. And I talked about this. Every Jets fan friend I have, we talk about, wow, this week must win this week. You got to win this week. And it feels like that every single week, though, with this team. You got to find a way to win. That's how it is in the NFL. And this is a team that you talk about the turnovers. This defense could turn this team over. They forced zero turnovers last week. They were down 2 nothing, right? They lost 2 nothing in a turnover battle and still found a way to win the game. This week is a week where the Jets can force turnovers, right? This is a, a, a defense or an offense that's going to try and air it out and throw deep passes. And you can pick off Justin Herbert a couple of times. And we'll talk about the ins and outs of the game a little bit later. But I really think that this defense has an opportunity to go, opportunity to go out there and make plays. But the offense needs to mirror that. If I'm Nathaniel Hackett, I'm going to Zach and saying, I'm not even applying the pressure in a way that's... Um, in a way that's, that's applying pressure on him. Like, you have to do something. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying, let it loose, kid. Like, this is it. You're playing at the top of the division, right? Look at this defense. Let it loose. Just let it rip. Go out there and play carefree. It's almost the opposite of saying, oh, my God, we really need this tense up because we really need to win this game. It's the opposite. It's go out there, cut loose. Like, you got nothing to lose right now. We're at the top. And just if you let it loose, I think everything is going to come together. I, that's how I see it. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I don't remember the last time the Jets have been in this position where they really control the outcome of getting into the playoffs. It's always been where they have to sit back and wait for so many scenarios to happen, you know. And 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 now you look at the the, the New England Patriots, who are two and seven, but the only two wins are divisional wins. Like those are the type of things that we need to to, to happen to to be just put in this place because for so long I feel like the Jets nation. They've just been sitting around saying something. They're just waiting for something bad to happen. And we can't accept the fact that we're number two right now in the division behind uh, the Dolphins and in front of the Buffalo Bills because we've seen two teams that have been dominating 
over the last couple of years. And we haven't been in that talk. And like you said, we've been waiting so long for Tom Brady to separate from Bill Belichick. And now the New England Patriots are last in the division. They know how it feels now. And now I feel like the New York Jet fan base doesn't know how to embrace the fact that we're number two right now. You know what I mean? And we're in so we're we're in control of this thing right now. Like it's it's laid out for us to take full control, get an opportunity to go go in a division. Like how when have we said that? And then we're talking about a quarterback with we're talking about Zach Wilson being our quarterback. All right. I we're not talking about an Aaron. We're talking about Zach Wilson, a guy that hasn't turned the corner yet, and yet we're still number two. So Jet fans. Just embrace this. Embrace it. Don't expect nothing bad to happen. Take the take the ugly wins, and let's just see how this thing unfolds with the possibility of Aaron Rodgers oh, <laughs> returning yeah. in December. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, that's insanity. But just to go back to one thing you were saying, last year they were 6-3 and three going into the bye after beating, coming off a win against Buffalo. So they beat Buffalo to improve to six and three going into the bye. And Buffalo at that point was six and two. So Buffalo was still ahead of them in the division, right? They had the same amount of wins, though, and the Jets had beaten them head to head. The Jets go into the bye and they come out and they have that game where they score three points against the Pats coming off the bye. They lose 10 3. That felt like the beginning of the end of the season, right? Because at the end, after that, they win another game to improve to seven and four, but then they lose out. They lose six in a row to end the year. Don't do that again. Robert Sala, whatever you did last year when you were six and three, we always talk about this with this team. Whenever they have the big opportunity, that's when it feels like they squander it. This is another one of those big opportunities. This is another one of those games that could change the trajectory of the season. I know we talked about it last week. Last week was a bad game and you got lucky to come away with a win. Look at this Giants team. The Giants team just got destroyed by the team that's a mess that you talked about at the beginning, the Las Vegas Raiders. This Giants team just got destroyed by them, and the Jets barely put up 13 points against them. So Aiden O'Connell, who's making his first career start or whatever, he carved them up. I know he didn't have crazy stats. I know it was mostly uh, Josh Jacobs who was running all over them. But still, like this Jets team can't play the way they played last week against the Giants. They can't play the way they played last year against the Patriots coming out of the bye. This is an opportunity. And that's why I said Hackett has to tell Zach to cut it loose. This team has to do something. They have to change it. They have to be, they have to be the aggressors. They have to be the team that takes it to you. They can't just be so passive. Like you said, Rogers might come back. Like there's a chance that he's coming back. I know he's ha- got the cryptic posts on his, you saw his watch. He saw the watch drop the no, new, uh, no, no, no. so he's putting out this new watch And on the watch, like the one hand is on the 12 and then like there's a 28, like the 28th of the month or whatever is on like another, like where it says the date. So it's like, oh, is he coming back on Thursday night football against the Browns on, on December 28th? Who knows? Who Who knows? knows? (laughs) Look, I don't know. I'd be shocked. I'll believe it when I see it. If he's coming back this year, like everyone said, you have to forget Aaron Rodgers exists until he's actually back. But guess what? If there's a chance he's coming back and that's the only reason you didn't go out again, look at Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs didn't pl- didn't practice a, a day with the Minnesota Vikings. And he comes in and he puts the team in a spot to win the game, right? He comes back with them. Like, the Jets didn't go out and get a guy like that. The Jets could have gone out and got a guy like that. So it has to be. They have to know something, right? Maybe Rodgers really is coming back. I don't know. Like you said, until he is on the field, strapped up, throwing balls, 
pinning it off. Yeah. Calling it auto. Like, I, I, I'm, not go, I'm not going to believe it. Uh, I'm definitely not going to. That's what to I said about it. him when he first when he first came to the team. I said, I'm not going to believe the Rodgers hype until I see him in a Jets uniform on the field. And I saw it for four seconds. <laughs> but 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 to but to say, you know, we're looking at all the injuries going on right now on the team, and it's part of the game. And I think that's one of the reasons why um I was shocked about the, you know, the McCall Hartman trade because I know injuries happen. I know Randall Cobb is in his late years, in his career. Um, so I was kind of confused about that trade. The injuries happened, and now you're seeing it. Um, and it's up to the front office to – we talked about the death of this team early on, all right? And now you're starting to see it. Now it's the struggle of losing o lineman. Now you're talking about, you know, Alan Lazar being out, injuries, yeah. and all these different things. And honestly, man, you're talking about Nathaniel Hackett going to Zach Wilson saying, let it go. I'll tell you this, when they're game planning, the quarterbacks are involved. So the game plan is sitting down with Zach Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, the quarterback coach, the quarterbacks, they're in this room, and they're just talking about the entire game plan. Like, what are you comfortable with, Zach? You know what I mean? So now Nathaniel Hackett can only base his confidence off of what Zach is feeding him. Right. Right. If he's not comfortable with the with the play calling, he has to go. He he know you feel that as a play caller, how confident your quarterback is. And we talked about Zach being a commander. He's not that commander on the field. So Nathaniel Hackett is in a situation where he still has to put Zach in the best position to be successful every play. That's a lot of pressure at this level. You're almost depending on your quarterback to be an extra coach on the field. That's the commander that you need at that position. And I just don't see that from Zach. And honestly, him holding on to the ball, the lack of confidence, like you said, I would like to see him let it go. I, I would love to see Zach Wilson let this ball go. But I don't think it's in him to let it go. I don't, I don't think it's in him. That Kansas City game it could have been a fluke because we haven't seen that since. And that could yeah, have been a fluke. I agree. Like, and now when you talk about this game plan, it's this is Zach Wilson sitting in these meetings, saying what he likes. They're, they go through they go through first and second downs. They go through third down, two minute. They go through backed up. They go through all these situations, and they add and they take out things. And even with practice, if, a, if an offensive coordinator sees something in practice, Rami, you best believe he's throwing that play out. Yeah. You got one opportunity. If, if it's a play that's going to change the game, if that play doesn't look good in practice, he's throwing that play out. So now it's almost like, how is Zach practicing? Is Nathaniel Hackett seeing something in practice where he's not he's not confident enough to, to put the deep balls in the game plan or, or do all of these things? Because you are so limited with reps at practice where everything almost has to be perfect. Walkthrough has to be perfect. His progressions and walkthrough, his progressions at practice have to be perfect. If there's any, 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 uh, like lack of confidence from this guy, that play is getting out of the playbook, man. And that's just how it is. I, I would show him, I would say, hey, look, you see Tua Tagovailoa, he struggled mightily against this Chiefs defense, a defense that you carved up, that you looked good for four drives against. Like, dude, 
you can actually do this. Like I would actually show him that and be like, hey, let's do more of that. But again, that seems like the outlier at this point. That game seems like the fluke. I just hope we're not sitting there. I'll be at the game tonight. I hope we're not sitting there at halftime chanting for the backup quarterback, chanting for Trevor Simeon or chanting to bench Zach. Like this has to be a game where he comes out firing from the start. And you mentioned the Raiders. You mentioned uh, the Lazard situation. So Alan Lazard, possibly no Alan Lazard. He was questionable on Friday with a knee. I was saying, I was texting you, we could use Quincy Anunwa. Uh, a good big body number two receiver would be nice right about now. But they have a guy who's a big body, Jason Brownlee, who impressed everyone on hard knocks. So maybe we'll get to see him. That was fun. Apparently, and this story dropped on Friday as well, Adam Schefter wrote a whole story. The Jets desperately tried to trade for Devontae Adams. Um, and Raiders ownership basically said, we're not going to allow a regime that we're about to fire, a GM that we're about to fire, trade our star wide receiver. Because why would we allow a guy who's about to be out the door, go make a trade that's going to affect the franchise long term? So that makes sense to me why the ownership would not allow a guy who they clearly don't trust because they fired him the day after the deadline. Uh, they didn't allow too, him to really. trade I've been a that? part of that. I've been a part of that. Yeah. I've been a part of the fact that the head coach and the GM know they're getting fired. So they try to make certain moves and they do certain things. Like I've been a part of that. So I, I listen, the the whole trying to get rid of him and, and knowing that you're getting out of the building, you know, you, you probably exactly. know you're fired two weeks before you actually get fired. So, you know, you kind of like just put together a trashy game plan and go out and get embarrassed because you just don't even care about winning no more. Understanding you're still going to get paid as a coach, is, you know. Get yeah, but what's money. crazy about that, they're, they're, they were five and they're five and four now. They were, four, uh, I guess, so I guess that means they were three and five. But going into that game where they're, you know, if against, I guess it was against Detroit, where it's like if Jimmy Garoppolo completes two deep balls to Devontae Adams, they win that game and they're four and four. So, like, you really thought if they were four and four after beating Detroit, then Josh McDaniels would have been fired? Honestly, three and five is not bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, three and five was not bad, but like I said, man, there's a lot of, like I told you early on when we first started this thing, I said, listen, if you don't have the ownership, matching up with the management and then the the coaching matching up with the management. If you don't have that chemistry, you start to see things like this. you like certain guys, like certain guys don't get along with owners and, and uh, GMs. Like I've seen it to where it's, it's almost like total disagreement with every move. I've been a part of management making moves without even notifying the coaching staff like guys come out to practice coaches are looking for certain players and come to find out they didn't even know they were cut or like we're sitting in meetings and these coaches don't even know what's going on like you have that drama like and i and i feel like the raiders have always had that kind of drama even oh, when yeah. they were in Oakland. they've always been yeah. that that organization where it was just something going on in in, in that you know that ownership management uh, area. Um, but like I said, man, three and five, I was, I'm going to be honest, man. They kind of shocked me when they not only fired the head coach, but the GM, like that's crazy, honestly. Yeah. Well, I think part of it was they're benching Derek cards. Like if you're benching Derek Carr, then this is the guy that the GM just went out and got, how can you justify like keeping the GM? I don't know. Either way, the no, Jets no, you guy. said that you said that he benched Derek Carr. Now, what if Robert bench Zach? What happens? 
And that's why I told you that it's out of control of certain things. That's what I was trying right. to tell you. No, you're 100% right. You get what I mean? Because we're like, Robert, right. why haven't you... And he gave us a hint of, my defense, we stopped this, this, this guy. Like, he probably wanted to tell us without telling us. Like, if it was up to me, I probably would put Zach if on the I bench. If I bench him, then, then JT loses his job. Yeah. I, and, it, and then it I looks guess. like Joe Douglas is a failure and all this starts to happen. Like, it's so much that goes into it, man. Yeah, but it's so hard for me to look at this roster that's been built by Joe Douglas and you're like, this is top to bottom, a really good roster. And they're getting some offensive line held back this week, hopefully. And there's so many good things on this roster to just look at the one quarterback position and be like, that's the guy. Who, and you said it might even be coming from ownership. That draft pick could have come from ownership. Like, who knows? Like, and that's going to be what his ultimate legacy is, is the quarterback. But ultimately, if you take a quarterback second overall, that is your legacy, I guess, right? Yeah, it is. It is. That's I what mean, you honestly, on. you everybody wants like every owner wants to have franchise quarterback. Yep. Like any all these all these guys we saw the the Peyton Mannings the the Drew. Well, Blues, then you should have fired Adam Williams. Gase earlier because then he wouldn't have. Been... Should, first of all, you shouldn't have brought Adam Gase in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, you shouldn't have brought him in. Like this is becoming what the most did he do when he was in Miami? We played ever. against this guy. It ain't like he dominated us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And even before that, like. He didn't have a top off. Like, how how was he even a candidate for the job? Like, because Peyton Manning whispered it. something in in Woody Johnson's ear one time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't know. Because I'm like, he shouldn't even been. All right. That's, All right. Let's take a, a quick break. Let's re- <laughs> yeah. Let's take a break. We'll regroup, um, and we will talk about the rest of it. We'll talk about the game preview. The game coming up in a second. All right, coming back tonight is Monday Night Football. Another primetime game for the Jets. They have another primetime game next week. Also, Sunday Night Football against Vegas. It's a little tougher for us because then we have to come up with our notes and you know organize our thoughts before our morning recording. But hey, we love it. They're in all these primetime games because of Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers isn't there, although I guess we get to see him throwing the ball on the sideline before the game and whatnot. Um I should be at the game tonight, so that'll be fun. And so, by the way, if you see me, come say what's up. If you listen to the show and you recognize me and you're like, hey, I listen to you and Bilal, I appreciate when people come over and say hi and say that they like the show. And then we'll we'll take a picture and we'll send it to Bilal also. So uh, you're still not coming, right? No, nah, I was trying to come, but yesterday I got tied up. So I I couldn't get anything out the way. I was tied up. So now I'm, I'm going to be busy right after this. Well, after this, I'm going to probably run a lot of errands, man. I was trying to get it out of the way, but I was tied up yesterday. So, no, I'm not going. I'll watch it on TV. I'll see you. All right. I'll wave to you. If I if you see me on TV, let me know. But, hit um, up Quincy. He told you to hit him up. Make sure you yeah, hit him gonna. I'm, so, I'm going to talk to Quincy. Hopefully, we'll see him. I'm going to try and get him to play wide receiver, too. But, no, no, just kidding. I'm going to – I'll hit him up before the game. He'll be at the tailgate. So, um, he goes to, like, the tailgate outside the stadium. He does a pregame show two hours before the game. So, if you're tailgating, you don't even have to go inside the stadium yet his show is from two hours before the game to an hour before the game. And then he, you know, you could still stay outside and, you know, have plenty of time to get into the building still and all that stuff. So definitely um, come say what's up. I'll probably be there uh, at the tailgate show, but it's a big matchup because it's an AFC opponent. And I know we started the show talking about the division. And I do think the division is very much in play. And I think the Jets are playing for the division, but you have to win all your games if you're going to win the division. But even if you don't win the division, this is big for the wild card. This is a team that's right there with you. They're three and four. You're four and three. You're going to be at the end of the year, you're going to be coming down to looking at wild card spots. I mean, 
that Patriots loss is going to be big, right? And when we look at it now, and the Patriots are two and two and seven team, how, you got to be pinching yourself. You don't want to come back after this game and be pinching yourself. I don't think this is a very well coached team. I think Justin Herbert and I, I'm sorry to say this, he's a little bit overrated. What has he ever won, right? He had that terrible collapse in the playoff game last year. He's got a lot of talent, but he always seems to make big mistakes. They put up a ton of points, but Brandon Staley always seems to mismanage clocks at the end of the game. This is a huge game for the Jets. How do you see this playing out for the Jets? What are some of your thoughts going into this game tonight? Uh, I think going into this game, I think the the defense, the linebacker core, they have to do a good job of defending Austin Eckler. They they have to do a good job. I mean, he's probably one of the best all-around backs in this league. I mean, very explosive. I, I consider him a three-down back, even though he's a little small, but he's a three-down back. He's the type of back that I like to see. Um, and if you were an offensive coordinator, you would love to have him because you could put him everywhere on the field. So I think the biggest matchup – for us is just definitely going to be our linebackers versus Austin Eckler. And, you know, honestly, I think, I think our corners back healthy. Um, I don't, I don't see uh, Keenan doing much from a passing standpoint. I, I do see our defensive line getting to Justin quite a few times, startling him. And I think he'll give us a couple turnovers going into this game. I do think so too. And I think you mentioned Keenan Allen. He likes to play in the slot. A guy we haven't talked about a ton on this podcast, but has been so good for the Jets this year. And if you look at defensive grading for corners, he's been a top 10 corner in the league is Michael Carter. I know we talk about Michael Carter, the running back sometimes. Michael Carter, the corner is really, really good. And he's having a fantastic season for the Jets. And if he's lined up in the slot, like he is a lot against Keenan Allen, I think he'll do a great job also on Keenan. And of course you have sauce and DJ on the outside. If they decide to go that way, uh, yeah, I think this is a good matchup for the Jets corners. But like you said, the biggest X factor, if you will, for me with the Jets is Quincy Williams, right? That's that's a big X factor. He's going to be lined up there. They want to move Austin Eckler. They want to throw it to him underneath. They want to dink and dunk their way all the way down the field. And the Jets have been a defense that's susceptible to that. That's been kind of that's kind of what offenses have been able to do. They won't beat you deep, but kind of you know, dink and dunk their way at you and kind of get everything underneath. We saw them make adjustments in game against Philly, against Patrick Mahomes and take away some of that underneath stuff. Let's see if they could do that against this team. Let's see if they could come into this with a game plan like, hey, Austin Eckler is not going to beat us. And that's going to start with the linebackers making big plays on Austin Eckler. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the defense has to start fast this week. Uh, because I can't get behind it. it, they can't. I, and honestly, because I, I do think that the I, I do think that the Chargers is definitely a team that can go out and put up thirty points on you if if you allow them, um, if you allow them to start fast. So defense needs to start fast this week. Yeah, and we were talking during the break about how Jets didn't give up a ton of points to Patrick Mahomes. They didn't give up a ton of points to uh, Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts or anyone. You think this? offense could present more of a problem than those other offenses they face for this defense? Why? I, I do. Uh, and, and the number one thing is what you said. We, we've struggled with the short the short passes, tackling the ball, uh, covering the flats. We've struggled with that from a defensive standpoint. And that running back over there is a guy that can catch and make you miss. And he can go to distance. He's very explosive. He's low to the ground, hard to tackle, and we've seen it. We talked about how the New York Jets need to tackle better. And the last thing you need is for a running back 
to be in space with your linebacker who isn't tackling. And then him getting into the third level and a guy that can go to distance once he's into the third level. Yeah, and Austin Eckler, a guy who's undrafted, right? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's an undrafted free agent. So a guy who's always felt like an underdog. Um, and so a guy who comes into this game, who every game he plays, he feels like he wants to prove something. And so he's a big part of whatever they're trying to do on this offense. On the other side of the ball, you talked about starting fast. The Jets offense has to start fast. I need a game plan where the Chargers defense, and this is this is factual, they're ranked 31st in the NFL in defense, and they allow the most passing yards in the NFL per game. They're the worst at defending the pass. So that means the deep balls are there. The shots are there. We looked at their schedule before. We looked at their wins and losses. They're putting up points in a lot of these games, but they're also giving up a ton of points. They gave up 36 points to the Dolphins. They gave up 27 points to the Titans, 24 points to the Vikings, right? They gave up, again, they're giving up a lot of points, 31 to the Chiefs. This is a team that is susceptible to giving up a lot of passing plays, a lot of passing yards. That has to be the game plan. Nathaniel Hackett, just like we talked about Zach cutting it loose, Nathaniel Hackett has to be drilling into the kid's head all week take your shots downfield as a, you know, we talked about this in the meeting it, about them in the meeting, right? We talked about this in the previous segment. If you're Nathaniel Hackett, how do you get Zach to just be like, Hey, you see the one-on-ones take your shots. Those DBs are not good. Give your guys an opportunity to make a play. Look, Tyson Badgen yesterday, I was watching him for the bears. Like he's not good. He made a lot of mistakes, but he's throwing it up there. Letting his guys go make plays. Cole Komet, go make a play for me. Right. I need to see that from Zach. Just no hesitation. Let it rip. Let guys like Garrett Wilson go make a play for you. Let a guy like Jason Brownlee, who's a big body, go make a play for you. Honestly, I think I think he's afraid to make the mistakes. And that's where a lot of the downfield deep balls were lacking that because of Zach Wilson is afraid. He 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 understands the media. He's so afraid to 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 make a mistake, man. And honestly, I, I think he's afraid to even throw incompletions because yeah. of how he's just been beat up in the media. And I think it's like mentally... Takes all sacks, a, you find out those, that's takes all the hose on to the ball, which, you know, to, to me is honestly uh, a mental thing that he needs to get over and understand that he has a, a very good defense behind him. And you're almost... Stop stop worrying about what other everybody else said. And, and just go play the ball that you know how to play. Uh, but with the possible injury of Alan Lazar, you're talking about airing the ball out. Now, as a defensive coordinator that, that's been struggling, this is a time to get back on track when you're missing uh, a, a receiver right now from an offense that has been struggling passing the ball. To me, I think they go and just double-team Gary Wilson. I, I think... Like we talked about with the New York Giants, bringing pressure. I think you're going to see a lot of pressure coming from them. I think they're going to try to bring the house and force Zach Wilson to beat them. They're going to force Zach Wilson to beat them with uh, Alan Lazar possibly being out with a knee injury. And this game could get ugly. It could get ugly. If Zach doesn't go out there, like you say, play with the confidence and be the commander and understand where he's going with the ball, this could be that game that could get away from us because the Chargers are, I think, are a lot better than their record is showing. They're putting up points. 
Um, they're putting up points, um, obviously. Uh, from an offense standpoint, they're putting up points, but the defense, they're not stopping anything. So they're like us, opposite. opposite. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So this could be that game of who plays better, the Chargers defense playing better versus the Jets defense or the Jets defense, I mean, or the uh, Chargers defense playing better versus the Jets offense. So that is going to be that type of game. But we also have a third phase that has been really good, and that's special teams. Could special teams get us going this game? And I'm talking about from a return standpoint, okay? Xavier Gibson, uh, we're missing that explosion that we saw from Braxton Berrios last year. And, and from a guy that I was anticipating seeing from Hart, uh, uh, McCole Hartman, I would like to see more explosive returns from Xavier Gibson. He's he's at the top of the list right now in punt returns. That's because he had the big six to three yard touchdown run. But outside of that, I haven't seen that explosive uh, returner, uh, even on kick return. I haven't seen that that. I think as long as this year is 30 yards. Like, I want to see more explosive kick returns because we talk about Zach Wilson playing with a short field. I think the the, the return team this week, punt return, kick return, need to help us out in the return game. And I think that's going to be the big factor, too, also, is the, the third phase of this game. Who plays the best? Well, one of the things you talked about was that special teams. By the way, McCole Hardman, I don't know if you saw this. It was very early on the East Coast or even earlier on the West Coast, I guess. But it was very early in the morning. It was during the Germany game, right, where McCole Hardman comes out of the end zone to field a punt that would have gone into the end zone. And he fields it and gets tackled at like the 10-yard line. That was ridiculous. Yes, like He's been awful in he's the desperate. punt return game. That's what you call desperate. Yeah, that, having having a chance to play all year, so you're just trying just to make trying something to make a happen. play. Yeah, and and you you know you hate to see that from a good player because he's he's been a he's been very uh, good at being a return man, and you just hate to see the, the the a guy that's just desperate to make something happen, stay alive, keep his name in the media. You hate to see that man from him. Yeah, and DJ Reed was playing back there at uh, returning kicks a couple of times for the Jets last week. So maybe that happens again if Gibson's banged up. But I do think Gibson is a big X factor regardless because you talk about double teaming sauce. If, if Xavier Gibson's on the other side, run a go route. If they're going to put safety help on the side of where sauce is or, or uh, on the side where Garrett Wilson is, great. Xavier Gibson's on the other side of the field. Throw a deep ball to him, right? Like, Get he's he's a speedster. Use that speed. Another thing, give them a taste of their own medicine. Brees Hall, use him as in the passing game out of the backfield. This touchdown they scored against the Giants. What was it? It was a short pass. It was a screen pass over the middle. So we talked about Austin Eckler. Maybe you could do the same thing on the side with the Jets. Also, one thing I will say about the Jets defense, where I'll push back a little bit, where you said this could be the game where we see them struggle. Even when they start slow, the Jets defense, the best thing they've been in, and this is their best attribute all year, has been how they've made adjustments, how they've recovered after starting slow, the adjustments they've made in-game. Think about last week. They, this is a defense that never blitzes, right? And then they're like, Tommy DeVito's in there. We're bringing the house. We're sending four, five, six guys every single time, and we're blitzing this kid. I think they'll figure out what works re relatively early on in the game, and they'll find a way to exploit that now your x factor was the linebackers cj and um and and obviously C, uh, cj mosley and quincy williams for me it's nathaniel hackett and zach wilson again it's that game plan it's letting it loose i don't think this defense is very good 
and I, I love what you said there. You said we have to look at it from the from the Chargers perspective, right? We have to flip it. Like if we had a guest that was a Chargers fan, I don't think Chargers fans exist. I don't think there's Chargers media that exists. But if we had a guest on here that was a Chargers fan, he'd be telling us how to look at it from their perspective, what they're looking at right now. But we're looking at it from a different perspective. We're looking at it from the Jets perspective. We have to look at the Chargers perspective and say, okay, this is a team that's three and four trying to get back on track. They won a game last week and they're probably looking at this as an opportunity to get their defense right against a struggling offense. The Jets need to know that and say, okay, take advantage of that. This is a defense that's going to be trying out over, you know, trying to make plays out there. Let's take advantage of that and let's make plays ourselves. Let's take advantage of if they're over aggressive or anything like that. Um, So ultimately, it comes down to the game, it comes down to the picks. The line is Jets plus three and a half. So again, they're underdogs at home. The Chargers are favored by minus three and a half, which is big for a road team. So the public and a lot of the national media I saw is picking the Chargers. A lot of people like the Chargers. The over-under in the game is 39 and a half. So I guess they do trust the Jets defense or maybe they just people don't think the Jets offense is that good because 39 and a half, the Chargers have been putting up like 25 points a game and giving up like 25 points a game themselves. That's 50 points right there. Um, do you have a score prediction for us? Who do you think is winning this game, Bilal? I got a score prediction. I have... Go for it. You're just 23. Los Angeles Chargers, 20. So you got a Jets win, a Jets win by three. I wrote down 26-20. I didn't write mm-hmm. down a winner. I don't know. I really don't. Like, I feel like I... I I desperately want to say the Jets. I really think this is the game where the Jets break out on offense, but there's a couple of things holding me back. One of the things that's holding me back is I'm going to be at the game. I think the last time I was in person for a Jets win was 2019. That's a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yikes. stop going to games then, man. Give away hey, your season I, tickets. I, dude, I, I, w- I haven't gone to a game yet this year, but I didn't go last year. I didn't see a win. And then I try and go to like Patriots games. I try and go to big rivalry games. That's the thing. I try and go to big games and the Jets always find a way to blow big games. So that's not my fault. They always find a way to blow the big games. This is another big game. Um, I think the Jets win it. I think the Jets find a way. I think 26-20 Jets. I'll be there. I don't want to be a guy who's... At, look, Jets media also has gotten super positive about this game. Also, Jets media is like, oh, they're winning this game. I feel this thing. Whereas national media is still picking the Chargers, but Jets fans are starting to get really confident. Whenever Jets fans get confident, I get nervous. Like I'm like, oh, this is not good. Jets and confidence <laughs> does not go well together. It just doesn't work. So still, I think I have to go with my gut, and my gut has been telling me all week that the Jets actually do win this game. The offense does break out. I don't know why. I hope I'm not sitting there at halftime booing Zach Wilson's ass. I really hope not. Um, and- what do you have scoring first then? I think the Jets come out and score. I think, and I, and my touchdown score in the game is Garrett Wilson and double team him, triple team him. He needs to score a touchdown already. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, I think he scores a touchdown. I think if, by the way, low key, like underrated scorer, if Alan Lazard doesn't play, Jason Brownlee's getting a touchdown in this game. I'm telling you right now, if Alan Lazard does not play, Jason Brownlee, big body, middle of the field, in the red zone, they've struggled in the red zone. I like him scoring a touchdown in this game. Maybe they run like, you know, 
they put Garrett on the outside and they put Brownlee on the inside. And it's kind of like they, they run a route where everyone think everyone's going with, with, uh, with Garrett and they get Brownlee to the back left corner of the end zone. You know what I mean? From starting yeah. from the inside running like a corner route. I love that. Give me that all day. Jason Brownlee touchdown. I love it. Um, if he plays, if not run the same play with Alan Lazard, right? There's a quick, simple play in the red zone. If they're going to over stack this, you know, with, with Garrett Wilson, um, who do you have scoring? Um, I have Garrett Wilson scoring. That's, I think Brees could Garrett. score a fourth week in a row, by the way. Fourth game in a row. Uh, I, I think, uh, honestly, I think Brees is going to have a good game. Yeah, I think so too. I think this I think defense, like I game. said, is is not good. Um, so we both picked the Jets again. We both have similar scores. I said 26-20. I think the Jets are going to put up points. You said 23-20. We both think the Jets defense can give up a little bit more than they've given up in the past, but that's to be expected with a big offense. Um, Anything else you want to hit on? Otherwise, we'll send it to tomorrow, and hopefully the Jets win tonight, and we'll be talking about another victory Tuesday tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, nothing else for me, man. I'm I'm ready to tune in, and like I said, I don't want to just see a win. I want to see a good win. Even if yeah. it's a close game, I want to see a hundred percent a good win, man. I, I think I think it's it's due for the the fan base. Um, Zach Wilson, give us something. Put on the show. Give us something to cheer we'll, about. We'll all yeah. be tuned in. Everybody's watching. All right. The, yeah. Every coach always talk about, hey, the world is watching. You know what I mean? Like it's Monday Night Football. Let's go, Zach. Yeah, and Zach, that's such a part of it where it's like, you know, you talk about the criticism, you talk about the critics, and I just mentioned booing. I don't know where you stand on this. We never had this conversation as an athlete you know, fans booing their own players. What, what's your opinion on that? Um, happens in New York a lot. Happens in Philly. Happens in Boston. Honestly, booing is, um, it's like almost like who are they booing? You know what I mean? Because I've, I've seen Mark Sanchez run out of the tunnel and get booed before the game even started. And then you <laughs> see, you see the offense get booed the second drive of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, a fourth down that we should have maybe went for that. And from the fans perspective, we get booed. It's part of the game. You know what I mean? Like fans, fans is a love hate relationship, man. Like obviously. And, uh, but I do think that I think the, the New York Jets fans need to, to pack the house tonight. And if you know it or not, I do think that that Buffalo Bills win had a lot to do with the energy that was going on in there. Agreed. I do not think I, that at that time, if you if you if you flip that to playing in Buffalo with the same scenario, I don't think the Jets win. I think the the fan base had a lot to do with that win. So I would like to see that energy throughout the remainder of the season showing up, especially on a Monday night game. Get there, get there early, like Fireman Ed said. Get there early. Pack the pack the stadium. Be loud. Be loud all game. Like that's that's what's going to separate. Also. Yeah, Jet fans, Bilal said it. Get out there, show up, show out, be loud. There's no Chargers fans, so it's not like there's going to be Chargers fans cheering. They don't exist. They don't even have fans in their own home stadium. So this has to be a crazy home environment for the Jets. If anything, that's an advantage for the Chargers. They never have to play against a home. Like they don't know what it's like to play in front of a home crowd. They only play in front of road crowds. But the thing I was saying about Zach is like. Will boo you and like I talked about him on the podcast. I don't think he's good, but I want him to be good. I'm rooting for him. I want to cheer him. I want to be in that stadium tonight, yelling my head off like, "Oh my god, this kid is incredible!" Like I want to see it. I want it so bad. 
I don't want to be negative about this team. I don't want to be negative about this guy, but that's what I'm hoping for tonight. I'm hoping I'm sitting there excited with Quincy, with Darrell Revis is going to be in the building. So many former Jets, everyone but you. And it's just going to be... <laughs> it's. I just want a great environment, and I hope the Jets find a way to match that energy because I think the energy is going to be great. Match that energy and find a way to win. Oh, absolutely. One more so. thing, actually. I got a prediction for you. Defensive score tonight. They... They haven't had a defensive score. They've had, I guess they had one. They had the pick six at the end of the game in uh, in Denver. But they've had, they forced turnovers. Give me a Sauce Gardner pick six. Boom. Sauce Gardner pick six and a Jason Brownlee touchdown. Those are my predictions. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think DJ Reed finally gets it. I think he'll get his hands on one All right. tonight. DJ Reed, All right. go to the house, DJ, because a lot of DBs do not know how to run with the football in their hand. Yeah, like that's I, I, I'm like, God, do you not see that? So, go, 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 be a football player. You know? Yeah, you know you're but, a running back, so you have the vision. I mean, that's kind of like the like the idea. I guess that's I like put me at corner, dude. And, if and you're I can stop what, you're five ten, five eleven, five ten. Yeah, and you see, I don't understand. I never understand. Like, I could barely see where the hole is when I'm playing Madden with like the view zoomed out. I never understood how you guys see where the hole is. Like, how does that even happen? I was totally uh, just understanding the run scheme. Like you, 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 you kind of have an idea. I know, but sometimes uh, it's not. It's not with scheme. Sometimes you have to cut back and go somewhere else, right? Like how no, do you no, find? It's, it's mainly. It's mainly. It's mainly scheme. Honestly, you know, you okay. have a. You have a. You have a track. Not taking color the track. So okay. you, 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 you have to have a track. You have to have an aim point, and then outside of that, you have to understand the scheme of where offensive linemen are going, and that naturally gets you to where you need to be. I mean, sometimes guys do make uh, like instinctive plays where they can bounce all the way and spin right, and go yeah. back around. But nine times out of ten, it's mainly just understanding where the ball goes and, and just getting a feel for it. Got it. All right, we'll talk more about that on a later episode probably. Um, you know, when uh, when there's not as much to talk about, I guess, or when there's fan questions. If you want to send a question to flightsnack24 at gmail.com, that's flightsnack24 at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter, hit Bilal up on Twitter. You can be a part of the show by sending a question. We'll generally do fan questions on Thursday. But until then, uh, everyone, if you could like, subscribe, share it with a friend. It's a fun podcast. It's been really great. Uh, so we want you to be a part of it, and let's go Jets. Go Jets. Let's go to eat a damn snack. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.